Hello, uh, this is Hannah Wedger, an agriculture teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes, and I'm here to talk all things agriculture education related. Curriculum, classroom management, FFA, career development events, essays, and whatever else you want to hear about. It's basically me sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with all of you. Today, I have Sarah Cashmitter with us, and she is... Um, one of my former students from when I first started teaching uh, fresh out of college. And I'm hoping that our conversation today will um, just kind of give us the student perspective of um, agriculture education and FFA. So let's dig in. Hey friends, this is Hannah Wedger here today, and I am so excited, um, just like any agriculture teacher would be, because I have a former student of mine on today. Um, so Sarah Cashmetter is with us, and she was one of my first students when I was fresh out of college um, at my <laughs> first teaching job. Um, and she was the best. So I'm so excited to have her on. Um, she's from Sac Rapids, Minnesota. Uh, she lives on her family's hog, uh, beef, and crop farm. She's a former FFA member, um, participated in the agriculture sales uh, career development event. Um, and I am going to let her tell us a little bit more about herself. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, Hannah. Thanks for letting me be on your podcast. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so my name's Sarah. I'm from Sauk Rapids. I live on my family's hog, beef, and crop farm. I am a current senior at St. Cloud State University where I'm studying accounting, and I only need 15 more credits to take this fall to get up to my 150 credits to sit for the CPA exam. This past spring, I got to work with Clifton Larson Allen LLP in St. Cloud, where I got to specialize in agriculture taxation. So I got to um, work on farmers' tax returns and uh, some egg business returns, which was really exciting because I got to take my specialty in agriculture and combine it with another favorite of mine, which is accounting. Um, and like Hannah said, I was a former student of hers and I loved having her as a teacher. She was by far my most favorite teacher in high school. Um, so the reason that I wanted to have you on, and I kind of shared this with you a little bit, but I just think it's really, it's always helpful for me when I have students who come back and tell me everything that they've done and where they're at in life. Um, and it's just a really cool part of teaching um, that, and sometimes students don't come back. So when they do come back and tell you how they, where they're at and how they've done, uh, it's just a really good feeling. Um, and I'm hoping that maybe we can have some conversations that will um, allow us to, you know, kind of share what were the good things about um, FFA and agriculture classes that really impacted you um, or maybe just high school in general so that other teachers can kind of get some insight out of it. Um, and I think it's just fun to chat with you a little bit. So, yeah. Um, one of the questions I have is what is your best memories of high school? Oh, I have so many good memories from high school, from playing sports, prom, 
the state FFA convention where me and my group participated in the agricultural sales uh, career development um, and tractor day <laughs> where we got to drive our tractors to school. And I'm pretty sure I still hold the record for driving the largest tractor to school so far. I think you still do as well. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you, obviously you can't see um, Sarah's size, but she is a little petite lady <laughs> and so for her to drive the biggest tractor and beat all the boys which is t- totally her pe- personality um was yeah. awesome yeah it was it was fun it's always good uh beating the boys yeah what uh, um thinking more like a little bit specifically about lessons or activities what are some of them that you remember the most from um from school and it doesn't necessarily need to be agriculture but I think it's just um I guess I'm hoping to kind of see like what are some of the things that teachers did that really stuck with you um the most I remember from high school the lessons uh were the ones that were really hands-on so like I totally remember perfectly what we did in anatomy class when we dissected um, the little piglets, Mm -hmm. you know, because it was so hands-on and so involved. And then uh, um, especially like a lot of those lessons that we did in agriculture classes, like vet science and um, like intro to egg and yeah, those two. And so like the, where we had to, notch pig ears on paper so to show like what litter a pig is from and what pig number it is it was a really good way to like easily remember it instead of just learning Mm -hmm. it we actually had to do it on like a pig head like a pig head on paper um and then like the other one I really remember was where we had to like bring in our own dog food and compare it with other people's dog food and we kind of like melted it down I believe and um seeing which dog food was like the healthiest and which had the most fat in it and all that and then the last one I really remember was like the egg experiment where in their own eggs and then do an experiment with it to show like how eggs can be used in so many different ways and I brought in two cartons of eggs and made Hannah walk on them to show how strong they are one way when they're standing up tall. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah, they didn't they didn't break. Yeah. That was so fun. I actually do that in my classes now, but I just forgot that that was like the first time that you guys actually had come up with like the different activities for the strength of an egg. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um were there like any um any other like FFA like lessons that you did or anything like that that were memorable? Um, I think just like in general, like all of our FFA or like our monthly FFA meetings, we always talked about um, things that were going on and stuff. And I, I was never really involved into as involved as I should have been in FFA until my senior year when I was vice president of the chapter. And I got really involved and started joining um, like CDEs and stuff and got into the egg sales where we spent a lot of time, you know, practicing, um, which I think was really good because it just 
comes to show like how you work so hard for something and it pays off in the end because we took fourth place in state that year. Yeah, that's the <laughs> to date, that's the best I've ever had a team do. And you guys really put in the work <laughs> for it. Like you wanted it and that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, we spent a lot of time yeah. practicing. <laughs> Why? You know, just practicing our sales pitch and studying, you know, the what we had to study that year was like different types of soil and what type of soil you should have for your garden or if, if you were a farmer and all this fertilizer that you should be using and stuff. And that just still stuck sticks with me to this day. Yeah. Um. So you said that you wish or you felt like you should have been more involved in your younger or like as an underclassman, why do you say that? Um, I just think like, I just felt like I didn't need to participate like a whole lot in FFA because, you know, growing up on a farm, I kind of knew everything there was to know about egg already, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I participated in like the fruit sales and the corn drive, but I was never in CDEs or anything. So I think like, I had so much fun my senior year with that CDE with like my my group and I just wish like we maybe could have did it years before. What do you think would have got you in the FFA earlier? Um I think just maybe more push from like uh the egg teacher. We had a different egg teacher when I was a freshman and sophomore and then when Hannah came in junior and senior year. Um, I, that's when I started to become more involved. Yeah. Because you definitely pushed me more. And I think it's interesting, like as an agriculture teacher, I feel like you connect with different students. Like the teacher that was at the job that I'm at now before me, I think connected with a different group of students than who I connect with now. Um, and so right. I think that you and I just really like kind of hit it off well uh, yeah. and got along really well. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> and so it's, I just always wonder like those kids that are, are seniors and I'm always like, gosh, I, I wish I could have had you in FFA for four years. Like how mm-hmm. could I have gotten like hooked them in earlier? Right. And I was like, I was involved, I was involved in FFA all four years of high school. It's just, I wasn't as connected to everything as I could have been. So you're saying I just need to give kids a gentle nudge a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, so the thinking about like other extracurricular activities and maybe how they interacted with FFA or impacted FFA. What were some of the other extracurriculars that were you, you were a part of? Um, so I was a, a big sports person. I played hockey year round and was on the varsity hockey team most of my high school career. And then I played softball. Um, I was part of 4-H yearbook, our weekday news, and then also like president's cabinet. So I was the vice president of our class for sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um, and I would say, especially with sports, it pushes like things like FFA and yearbook and 4-H and president's cabinet. It pushes it back to like a back burner 
Um, so I was spent more time with sports than I did FFA. So I think that's kind of part of the reason why I wasn't as involved until my senior year when my hockey career was done. Um, and I think it's just a good thing for students to know that all, all of your activities are equally important and to treat them all as kind of the same and put as much time as you do into your sports career and as into your other extracurriculars. Yeah, there was actually just a Facebook post that I read. I just did like a day or two ago that was like, how do agriculture teachers make or help students understand that FFA is just as important as sports. And I like, there's a, I think there's a good healthy balance and I think it's just really hard to figure that out. Um, And I think a lot of times, like some of our FFA stuff can be a little bit more flexible where some of the sports stuff can't. And so there's a little bit of a struggle, like a push back and forth on that. Yeah. I do think that I do, I have found that a lot of my students or a lot of my FFA members that are in sports are a little bit better at time management, um, which I think is kind of an interesting connection. Yeah, I felt like playing sports definitely helped me manage time better because you know you have to go to practice and you know you have to get your homework done after or before practice and you know, you have a couple games this weekend, so you have to, you know, if you want to hang out with your friends, you have to do it after. So I definitely think sports helped with time management and um, being a part of sports is really, really teaches you time management. It's just to make sure that that time management is equally distributed amongst all your activities <laughs> and not just your sports and friends and all that and your homework time. So Do you want to talk a little bit about how you were involved, um, at, like, in our, um, I'm I'm totally blanking right now. (laughs) Well, like, in FFA FFA as part of, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, well, for FFA, for our chapter, I was involved in, uh, like, the egg sales CDE my senior year, like, I talked about before um and then like one of the big things that I was involved in was PALS which was where we um go to the elementary schools and go to the kindergarten classes and we got to teach them all about agriculture and each time we would go it was about once a month we'd teach them something new so like one month we taught them about how corn grows and then they got to plant their own corn seed Um, The next time we talked about what animals eat. So, you know, they're not going to snack on candy like some of the little kids do. They Mm -hmm. have to to eat, you know, grains and grass and stuff. So each month was something new. It was definitely one of my favorite things to do. And then the very last month in May, uh, we got an actor and farm animals for all the kids to come out and see. So that's really, it was really fun because a lot of those kids don't get to see farm animals or tractors every day. Yeah, they always love that day. (laughs) And how were you involved? I believe, if I remember right, you were vice president? Yep. Do you want to talk a little bit about that in your time as vice um, president? 
definitely being involved as like um I can't think of the word uh as a leader of a chapter it adds more time but it was definitely worthwhile because you got to be way more part of a like meeting you get to help run it and it makes it more interesting you don't just sit in the back corner and listen so I think that's definitely one of the other reasons why I got more involved my senior year is because I finally became part of a leader of our club our chapter Mm -hmm. Um, and you know it wasn't too we didn't have to spend too much time you know we'd have our morning meetings before our monthly meeting and talk about like what we were going to go over and then just like talk about ways to get more kids involved and all that and it was definitely an experience and I definitely it's definitely something I still keep on my resume today yeah um so that year too I think we split it up to have like two or I think it was two vice presidents and we kind of split up the duties, which I think was um, interesting. And I just felt like that officer team worked really, really well together. Do you like have any insight on why you guys worked so well together? I think outside of FFA, we all got along pretty well. We were all kind of within the same friend group. Um, So we just kind of, hit it off I mean right away like we just knew how to together and you know after the meetings we would go play like we were just like kind of business partners I would say it was like we were friends outside of the chapter which made it easier to work with and made it easier to um you know get the meeting done good and um come up with ideas on what our meetings should be about and all that Yeah, I think we did a really good, or you guys did a really good job of, like, having the meeting and then having, like, bonding activities for the chapter. And I think that's something that was really strong um, and implemented before I got to Sock Rapids. And we just kind of continued on with, and uh, your officer team, I think, did a really great job of that. Yeah. How has um, FFA impacted where you are today? So you said you're in accounting um, or in an accounting program um, and pursuing a job probably in the egg field, um, I would assume, or have some type of egg connection to it. Um, so where do you see FFA kind of pop up in those different areas of your life? Um, FFA definitely helped me get, like, straight on how much agriculture really means to me um and like what my knowledge of agriculture and how it like FFA just kind of broadened that and it made me realize agriculture like the world's always going to need agriculture and there's always going to be need to be farmers and vets and there's always going to need to be meat processors and nutritionists and egg teachers. And it just really made me realize how much I wanted to stay in the field of agriculture, whether that be as a farmer or as what I'm doing today, which is accounting and then, you know, preparing account agriculture tax returns and maybe someday helping um, farmers and egg businesses with like questions they have regarding taxes and how they can um, help their farm 
rid, get like lower their taxes for the year and come up with better business plans for their future to succeed. I really like that. I like how you have found, um, you know, what your passion is in accounting and something that you feel like you can enjoy as a job and connecting it to your agriculture passion as well. And I think that's really important when students are thinking about um, about jobs and what their hobbies are and what they just really enjoy doing and trying to find how all of that works perfectly together. And I'm, I'm super excited for you that it seems like you found something that kind of fits the bill for all of that. Yeah. Well, when I first started going to college, I had no idea what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be when I grew up. So um, I just kind of went into a normal business major and I really found the niche for accounting. So I stuck with accounting and ended up getting a, this internship with uh, Clifton Larson Allen and got to specialize in agriculture. And uh, yeah, I love it. And you know, I always kind of grew up thinking if you want to be in agriculture, you have to be like a farmer or a vet. And that was something I wasn't sure I wanted to do. So <laughs> it definitely like taught me like, there's so many different occupations within the agriculture field. You don't just have to be a farmer or a vet, you can be an egg teacher, you know, a sales rep for like some a seed company, a chemical company or equipment company, you could be an agronomist, uh, you can be a reporter for agriculture. Um, and like, there's so much more. So it's not just the typical farmer that you have to be, you can do what you want and still specialize in agriculture. Uh, what teachers, like if you're thinking about high school and or college, were there any teachers that had a really strong influence on your life or helped guide you? Um, and I'm not setting you up to just say me. (laughs) Um, but if there's any that you can think of, you know, what were, you know, why were they important teachers in your career, your high school or college career and what was special about them? I think a lot of my high school teachers really set me up for success and they all kind of left a little impact on me because, you know, you I still use writing today. I still use reading today. I still use math today. And I hated math in high school. (laughs) And, you know, all my math teachers, you know, they pushed me. So I thank them. And um, all my, you know, you still use writing and stuff. So I thank my writing teachers for teaching me everything that they've done. And But definitely Miss Wedger, (laughs) who was actually formerly known as Miss Taylor (laughs) or Miss T., (laughs) <laughs> she definitely um, got me into thinking that I definitely wanted to be in the egg field at, when I grew up. So, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I um, I this is a little side note, but some of my students um, a couple of weeks ago were asking what my maiden name was, and I said Taylor. And I said some of my former st- students used to call me T. And they're like, T. And I was like, and some of them called me T-Dog, like, as, as a nickname. <laughs> and so we just got a classroom rabbit. And so they named the rabbit T-Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it cracks me up. Makes me think of Stephen Klein, because he was the first kid that called me that. And he opened up my door. And I will never forget, he, like, shouted, hey, T-Dog. And then, like, started barking into my classroom. <laughs> uh 
Um, do you have any regrets? Like thinking back, you said you wish you'd maybe be a little bit more involved or there's an, are there any other things that you feel like maybe you should have taken advantage of in high school? Um, I don't have like a whole lot of regrets towards high school because it's high school. You're going to make mistakes and you're not perfect, but I definitely do wish I was in F or more involved in FFA and did more CBEs when I was young, younger, like my freshman, sophomore and junior year. Um, just because I think it would have opened me up to like more other egg, like egg occupations that I could have joined or, um, something else I would have liked. Um, but I would say that's the only thing I really regret, um, with high school. You got to make mistakes in your life. (laughs) I like that outlook. And you are really, I mean, you are really involved in a lot of stuff too. And so I think you did a good job of like having a healthy, healthy sample of everything in high school, which I think is important. Yeah. And it's good to be involved in a bunch of different things. And if you have to put more effort into one activity than the other, it's totally fine, but definitely just try to reach and reach out into all those activities and put as much work and time as you can into them because you never know like what the outcome is. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you, anything else you want to like talk about or anything else I didn't ask you, but I should have? Um, I don't think there's anything that really that you haven't asked, but, uh, I would just say like to, uh, kids that kind of don't know if they want to be in agriculture or not just to take like an extra step or like read a read a magazine or uh, listen to an egg podcast or uh, watch a TV show on egg because you never know there might be something that like catches your eye and you're like oh I would really like to look into this more or like ask a question about this and maybe like start an occupation that deals with this there like I said earlier agriculture is never gonna go away it's an industry that we're always going to need. And you have some, um, when we were just kind of looking over the questions and stuff, you have some great ideas as far as like occupations that are connected to agriculture and that maybe people wouldn't think of, like an agriculture reporter, a seed agronomist. Um, being a sales rep for seeds or chemicals or equipment or whatever it might be. So uh, it's not, I always like struggle with the, well, I don't want to be a farmer. Well, that's like a like One tiny job. slice of the pie when we're thinking about careers in agriculture. And so I am happy that you are an advocate for, um, for, students to look at jobs that might be connected to agriculture in some way yeah and there's you know there's always the farm the farmer is kind of like the first guy in line and then you know there's all the other people behind it that have to take you know the plant you know the corn from the farmer's field and put it into the shelves on the supermarket there's so many people that have to be there to make that happen Absolutely. Um, okay, so if you don't have anything else to um, talk about for that, I do have my favorite part of the podcast. 
<laughs> um, and so they, I have a couple of questions. Um, and wow. one is uh, my super awesome dog. She likes to bark. Random. <laughs> um, what is your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? So my favorite hometown restaurant would definitely be Jimmy's in Sauk Rapids. Mm-hmm. They have amazing food and it's always on time. You know, it's not, doesn't take too long, but I always order the chicken strips. Call me a five-year-old, but they are amazing. <laughs> um, and then you get their honey mustard sauce and then their barbecue sauce. And it's so good. Um. Uh... What are three of your simple pleasures? Definitely my first one would be petting newborn baby calves because they're so soft and so cute. I always have newborn baby calves on my Snap stories or my Insta stories. We, um, I just brought the students <laughs> to a farm um, and these are my city kids and they, <laughs> they were like, why are the calves so cute? why do they their <laughs> eyes are just so big and cute and I, they're just I'm I'm gonna take it home and I was like yes I know <laughs> everybody feels that way about baby calves <laughs> yeah it's like just stay that little forever but they get pretty cute when they're bigger yeah. too but my my second simple pleasure would be a good order of french fries mm-hmm. I love french fries especially french fries with some cheese sauce. oh yes <laughs> and then uh, my third simple pleasure would be solving a problem after you've been like stumped on it for a while and you just cannot figure it out and then all of a sudden it clicks and you figure it out that's um, always like an amazing feeling that is the coolest simple pleasure ever <laughs> that's one of the best ones I've had so far <laughs> it's it's yeah you just feel so happy after and it's like okay I'm gonna pack my bags and go home for the day because I figured it out yeah that is like the best thing and you just forget about it but that's so good yeah um how can the audience find you if they want to connect up with you or whatever else um so you can follow me on twitter or instagram at kashi k-a-s-c-h-y zero five zero five and you get to see all her cute calf pictures <laughs> and stories. Yes. yes. And occasionally the farm tractors and the little pigs. Yes. <laughs> Normally calves. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending some time with me this evening and chatting a little bit. And I'm hoping that our listeners will be able to um, at least like get some just some kind of background information and some find some relevancy in hearing from a former student of mine so thanks so much for coming on and I hope you have a great night yeah thank you for having me You just finished listening to episode six of Ag with Miss Wedger, where I'm sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with each of you. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you um, liked what you hear, I would greatly appreciate a review. And if you want to subscribe so you can know when I publish new um, or put out new episodes, that'd be amazing. Um, I just really want to share 
the education and agriculture message with as many people as possible. So like and share and post on Instagram and all those great things. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my handle is at Miss Wedger. Um, and if you have any questions or ideas on topics you want me to dig in and cover, um, or if you want to be a guest on the podcast, I would love to have, have you. You can just email me at eggwithmrswedger at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.